Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Flouncer Podcast, and today I got with us Adrian Brandybird. Hey. Uh, yeah, as your friends called you Brandy. No. <laughs> Those aren't my friends. The, the, and she, she said in high school, uh, was it high school, middle school, elementary school? All of it. All yeah. of it. Yeah. They, um, kids used to call me Beef Tits. Why they called you Beef Tits? Because my last name is Petite. I don't get it. That, that they're guys. That's just oh, okay. And, yeah, so that that's how it went. And I'm sorry, then, you had a terrible childhood. Oh, awful. That people will like are like, well, how are you so unbelievably cocky? And it's like, bro, because I have to make up for all these times I've been made fun of. Like, I have all my every. Well, that's why you're in the gym all the time. Oh, dude, I I, up for it. I am trying to lift my way into <laughs> just self esteem, like just <laughs> popularity. Dude, the thing is, is I deep down assume that nobody likes me. But like I do I, too. That, I think that's a very safe way to approach things. Because yeah. if you assume that everybody doesn't like you, that means that you can do whatever you want. I assume everyone doesn't like me, and that I'm going to make a a point to make sure everyone likes me. Oh, yeah, I know. I I don't think I think um, that like people. It's just stuck. I assume everybody talks shit about me. I actually think that most people oh, like definitely. me. I definitely believe that. But I, I know that because I know so many people that talk shit. No, I'm just kidding. Well, like the thing is, is like my mom talks shit. And my they mom loves do. me. Yeah. yeah. And, like, so, like, to me, it's, like, of course somebody who I, who's not, who didn't give birth to me is going to talk shit. Like, that, that, yeah. that makes the most sense. I, I think, um, though, I think whenever I, I am, I think um, there's a really interesting article by Mark Manson where he talks about that it takes your identity longer to change than your physical body. Like, um, a lot of people who were really fat, Ooh. if they lose, like, 150 pounds or 200 pounds in, like, a couple years... They still think of themselves still, yeah. as, as body fat. Body dysmorphia is real. Oh, dude, super real. I, yeah. Yeah. You got body dysmorphia? Uh, it's better now, but like it used to be like, oh, like if my face bloated a little bit. Like I couldn't yeah. make YouTube videos because like I was so neurotic about my face, and like right now I'm like way pudgier than I usually am. Like, but like I used to be like stupid lean, and I'd be like, yo, my face. You is... are stupid lean. It, it, like but to... body dysmorphia is real. Yeah, it is real. I, I I suffer from it, so I, I totally understand that life. So I I think also the closer like the closer you are to being like the ideal like person, yeah. the more you're aware that you're not. Mm. You know, like mm. that's why like like LeBron James. I always bring this up. It's like the reason why like people harp on LeBron James is because LeBron James is so close to perfection. Yeah. That when he isn't perfect, it's egregious, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what they demand of us. And also, like, um, I, I used to do a lot of game and stuff like that. And they say the guys who have the hardest time in game, like, a dude who's super ugly will get better at game than a guy who's almost really good looking. At game? What is game? For? Like, like hitting on women and oh, stuff like okay, that. okay, okay, okay. Because a guy who's really ugly, all he has to do is not play the attractive game. Mm. Like, like he, he realizes early on, look, there, I really can't do anything besides my hygiene. I'm not a great looking guy. But... You know, I can just be stupid confident and I'm not invested in that reality. I'm not constantly like trying to prim my appearance and I'm not in a competition like, oh, that dude's better looking than me or oh, that dude's better looking than me. Like, and that shakes his confidence. But if you're like, if you're like almost like there, right? Like for me, me like a lot of times I'm good looking, but I'm not going to be the best looking dude in the room. Like I, I wrote this in a uh, group chat today okay. is, is like, I am, I, I am almost a... <laughs> If I was any more attractive, I couldn't be as cocky as I am. Okay. And because what implicitly I'm saying is part of the reason I get away with saying some of the cocky and brash things I do. Because is, you're not that fucking attractive. Exactly. If I, if I was like six foot three, stupid swole, hazel eyes, and like awesome hair that was like, people would be like, 
Dude, I hate you. You don't think you have awesome hair now? It's getting there. Like, I'm in the in-betweens right now. Okay. Uh, I'm not feeling good about my hair game yet, but I, it's getting there. I can't wait to get a headband. That's where this is heading. Oh. Okay. Or not a head, headband, but a hairband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then have it, like, up. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how my look has changed. Have you, like... Did you see me when I was, like, the Lex Luthor? Yeah, I yeah, saw that game when yeah. you decided to be bald and yeah. and wear all your librarian sweaters. And, it's not librarian. And, and vests and, and uh, blazers and whatnot. Well, like, you know, um, a girl told me um, at the uh, at a club, uh, Untitled, um, in River North, that, yeah. um, um, that turtlenecks make me look feminine. And the thing is when I was like black and bald like girls love my turtleneck but I realized that something has changed when the more Indian I look the less I can do that power like like balance thing you know what I'm saying no so like like <laughs> it, 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 like like dude, being a black dude in a turtleneck who's bald and muscular yeah, yeah. you 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 it's like alright yeah I can wear a feminine turtleneck cause like you know what I'm already this like you know like this hyper masculine figure but like when you're an Indian dude who does that, even if you have the same muscle, like, people assume I'm, like, way smaller, all this other stuff. And so they're like, oh, did your mom dress you? Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. But this goes into what we're talking about kind of in a perspective, social media and branding as a whole. Adrian, you got a, a podcast. Plug your podcast. So Podcast is called Dude, That's Not What I Meant. Uh, it's me and a co-host, my other co-host, I should say, um, Rodesky Hopkins. He uh, did your podcast not too long ago. Uh, yeah, we talk about uh, being political, cor- politically correct, and we go through tweets and posts and whatnot, and we pick it apart and decide whether or not someone should apologize or shouldn't and and run through that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we've been doing it almost for for about a, almost a year. So yeah, we're we're hitting the year mark pretty soon. So yeah, check us out. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Lipson, all that good stuff. Yeah, man, Verdescu's episode was uh, fun. It was a, was we, it? Well, we well we talked about we talked about LeBron James in that episode, of course. But we talked about um, um, fanaticism, mm. and I thought the episode was gonna go a completely different way. I thought it was gonna, we were gonna talk about Al Qaeda and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. No, no, we just talked about like sports and like the relationship and the other. But I think one of the things that's really interesting. In comparing sports figures to, like, comedians yeah. is the fact of the matter is, like, you know, as a comic, you can just, like, nowadays with, like, social media, you can just stay relevant in people's lives for, like, 20 years. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, before you had, like, a, uh, a, before, a small window. Exactly yeah. like, um, ba- like basketball. Sure. But, like, now, unlike basketball, it's, like, you can have a podcast, all these other things, and, like, so it's a way to f- stay relevant in people's minds. But do you want to stay relevant? I guess certain oh. people, certain people believe like once they do their work they get their little chunk of money they want to disappear and leave is that are you one of those people i don't know i haven't decided yet i haven't figured that out yet like i enjoy i like i don't i like being in the limelight but like only sometimes like i understand like if in case you do become like as big as a kevin hart or something like that that comes with a price yeah you know the fact that you know you have cameras everywhere around you taking pictures and and random people following you and shit like that that comes with the territory i don't know if i'm okay with that i 
don't know yet. So I'm let, let's 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 see what happens. Let's make my first meal first before I do anything. Yeah. So well, I I I agree with you that I don't want like a Kevin Hart. I I want I want to be well. I want to be able to profit off of my celebrity. Absolutely. And I want to build a cult like following. I've said this time and time again. Like my idols in terms of career. Yeah. In comedy are Joe Rogan and Russell Brand. Mm. I think like Russell Brand with the writing and the vlogging and Joe Rogan with the podcast and the the UFC. I'm like it's, I I did a lot of powerlifting before I started uh, comedy, okay. and I would just like to be involved in those worlds, and I mainly want to be a, in a position of influence. Absolutely, the, I, I think that's really what I want to use my celebrity for. I beyond I don't want to be hyper rich, and I don't see me doing specials or anything like you know if, if granted the opportunity and had that many people wanting to come out, I still wouldn't do it in like Madison Square Garden. I would really prefer intimate settings. Yeah, that's that's a whole different monster. I think that is. That is yeah, bizarre. That is weird to me. Yep. That's not that you're now you're just performing just to perform to to entertain and not really work your your moves. I, like cuz I feel like that dilutes your your brand, your yeah, your material, the fact that you have to entertain thousands of people that are in this one fucking arena yep. you know everything changes your movement changes you have to extend your uh your set because yep. you know to accommodate all the people you got to make sure they all hear this shit so that all i don't know that's just weird to me um not to say like if it comes down to it maybe i'll uh do a little hosting at madison square yeah Garden. you know what i mean i, I mean i wouldn't even mind doing like i wouldn't mind doing like a monologue like, right like i i what i think is when people often ask me like well where do you see yourself in five to ten years like blah blah stand. yeah I was like, I don't look at myself as solely a stand-up comedian. I look at myself as I'm sharpening a skill of communication. Absolutely. And I think that that is what's powerful. And honestly, I, I don't see me just doing stand-up. I want to, like, do monologues. I want to go out and, like, reach people in these different capacities. But I think there's something about stand-up. Where it's the purest. It's, it's, it's not, not only pure, but it's so intimate, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, when you laugh with someone, you're saying that we're in the same tribe. Yeah. And... I think whenever you go into that superstarness level or whatever, there's a, they don't see your face. They're, the gesticulations aren't there. There's just a distance. And um, I think there is a cost. And I think there, no matter what, there's always a cost, right? And when For you sure. escalate into these these um, these arenas of uh, massive amount of things, you do dilute yeah. who you are. Absolutely. You know, I, I like the more I get into the jokes that I want to write, it's like. Not everyone's gonna get my jokes. I don't want everyone to get my jokes. Like really, and I think stand-up's one of these weird art forms where like we need some level of celebrity to go as deep as we want to go. Mm. Because in order for you to yeah, in order for you to get to that to that point where you want to go, you need a following, right? You need a following. And you need a following because you could just be on stage and go to open mics and talk about whatever you want to talk about and get that deep. Yet, if you don't have any feedback you know with your material then like you can just stop and just continue on doing whatever you know follow the the fucking herd yep and you know sound like everyone joe else. schmo yeah because they're you know they're getting feedback those they're getting those laughs or just any type of response yeah i i feel like a lot of times when i do stand up especially when i when i go to open mics i haven't been lately but when i did go um being in front of comics and not getting a response is a response to me. Mm. Like that, that, that gives me, um, that's so much more homework for me to do. Like, oh, okay, you guys aren't 
you know, flinching off of this information that I'm, you know, these jokes that I'm talking about, or even when I'm in a show, and because um, I know I'm not like everyone else, yeah. and that's quite a, that's that's all right. Yeah, I've, I've definitely come to terms with that, but um, yeah, I would rather have someone not say anything than just laugh just to laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like forced laughter because there's something not authentic about it. Number one, it doesn't give you great feedback. Right. But one of the things you talked about in like this. Uh, is like the the role of following and I've talked to like a lot of bookers and things yeah. and I think there's a problem in musicians and even entrepreneurs and everything like that is they don't see the importance of having a following yeah. you know and I think Dude, in our modern society, we're going from a credentialized society where, like, you know, it used to be your Harvard degree matters or your Yale degree matters or where you worked matters. And I think those things still do matter. But in the entertainment realm, like, they'll pick a YouTuber who has a million subs over someone who's had a Tonight Show thing any day of a week. Why? Because they can put asses in seats. And what you have to do – and, like, at first I was really – when I I realized this, I was, like, scared. Mm -hmm. I was, like – but then I was, like, no, this is the great equalizer. This is something I can do in my free time Mm -hmm. that I can just basically – like no matter what if you're investing and and putting out content you're going to be reaping more and more followers over time it's compounding interest and it's just going to increase and what it does is it gets people who are tapped into who you are Mm -hmm. right like you don't have to spend i think one of the privileges gerard carmichael a gerard carmichael has or like a even a hannibal or like let's say a louis ck especially louis ck doesn't have to like spend the time to teach the audience that he's not a pervert Right? They know he's not a pervert. He's just joking around. Right? But if you're just some no-name person, even if you have an hour, you have to spend 20, mil- 20 minutes building trust. And building trust, all, all that, th- that takes time and it detracts from maybe what you really want to talk about. How deep you want to go. Yeah, man. You know? It's, even though Louis C.K. is kind of a perv. Uh, uh, why? why <laughs> wait, hold on one sec. <laughs> oh, snap. I need to plug in this. Uh, fill up the dead space. Get your life together. He is a perv. Haven't you heard, um, Roseanne Barr and, um, I guess there's some, there's some articles out here that, uh, that eventually his stories, he's been paying off people because he's, uh, he's done some really heinous, yeah, some really heinous shit. Um, I don't know. I feel like everyone's a fucking pervert. I feel like everyone's... Just yeah, pervert, a, a creep. Uh, yeah, everyone have creep mentality, creep personalities. Uh, especially when you're fucking an entertainer. When you're an artist, yeah, you are. You have to get to this certain point where no one else, no one else has reached in order for you to fucking find your craft. So guess what? Sometimes you are gonna go yay Kanye on someone. Like I think. Kanye makes the best work. His production is ridiculous. It's, yes, geniuses, they teeter that line of insanity. Yeah. So, not to say that that's acceptable for you to be a fucking pervert and jerk off in front of, you know, in front of women and lock them in rooms and stuff like that, but I'm just saying, it. This is it's more common than not. I, I, I mean, so... This goes back into the whole thing about like people thinking that creative people do drugs and drugs make them more creative, but it's actually just that like creative people are willing to explore more options, right? And that that leads them to do an increased amount of drug use, and that's why it's more prevalent. Yes. But um, the best analogy I've heard for like someone who's an artist is artists, they go out swimming. So like um, I want you to think of like the more information you learn as a fishing net. 
and your fishing net, the more books you read, the more experiences you have, it gets more refined. Mm. Now, artists, they go out to the deepest, the craziest parts of the psyche, mm. right? And they throw their fishing net to catch the whales that could almost consume them and kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they're all weird. But also, we have to... A lot of this, number one, is guesswork. And this is another problem with... Uh, uh, um, social media and everything like that is the dissemination of information is like, oh, like you're all of a sudden, if someone writes a fake news article about, yeah. the because the Louis C.K. thing no one has actually, from this situation said anything. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who randomly called him and said, hey I know what you did. Yep. Then Roseanne Barr says it, not having talked to any of the people, yep. not offering up any of the names. Yep. Okay, so like literally, and then now it's spoken as if it's fact, yeah. right? Like, and so he, here's the, the thing: is that there is a huge ability to play with somebody's perception, oh, absolutely, or our perception of that person. Of that person. Mm-hmm. But like, what I think is beautiful about modern social media is there, the media no longer has a monolithic control over no, you how you're perceived. To actually. To actually look at look this shit up. Yep. Yeah. Well, and also you can create it, like, dude. Like, Absolutely. I can make it. You know, if someone comes at me like this, I can make a YouTube video saying like, this is hundred percent not true. Yep. Right. Which was never the case before. Like, either um, you'd have to get like a, a press conference, or yeah. someone would have to, and they could cut and edit that any the way they want. Yep. Now you have mediums where at least you can give your full story, and I think that's beautiful. For sure. I think. Um, one of the really cool things is we're watching this disarmament of this beast, right? This television media monster. It's slowly breaking down. You yep. can definitely see, like, the cracks are just exactly. coming. They're coming apart. They're peeling apart. It's amazing to me because it, just like what you said, you can, there's TV, there's outlets everywhere. You can you can build a, a, a web series on YouTube. You can go on Netflix and get your special instead of HBO if you're turned down by the big networks and stuff like that. It's it's beautiful. Like, but at the same time, it is also oversaturating. Like, it's saturating the the industry. It's it's crazy. So, like, there's no one avenue to go to find your media, which I love. The fact that, it, you know, when I do want to listen or watch whatever, I can go wherever I want to. If I can't get it, you know, if I can't find it in one place, I'll go somewhere else. But at the same time, thinking thinking in uh, the perspective of an artist, you have to be everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You have to make sure your brand, you are everywhere. The exposure is on 100 thousand trillion um which i mean like a gerard like he doesn't do instagram he doesn't do twitter like but at the same time i think for comics we know gerard carmichael like not um, as far as like before his specials like i i knew who he was before his specials and yeah. stuff like that because of the carmichael show because of the carmichael show because of hearing around the scene like it's this dude that's out here killing it right yeah. now that they think he's gonna be the next messiah or yeah. whatever have you you know what i mean um word of mouth is like that you know is rules all tell you the truth oh yeah well and the crazy thing is, is companies are getting into that, right? Like, oh, yeah. they're getting into that YouTube content marketing and stuff For like sure. that. Where they, but here, here is, so people hear Gerard's story, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people want to emulate that. They want to be just recognized for the artistic talent. But let's That's be honest, like, fucking thing. Well, yeah, and it, it's it puts it in so much luxe realm. Mm-hmm. Gerard Carmichael's amazing. He is literally one of my favorite comics. It was he is he the probably the 
best comic that was there? Maybe not. Yeah. You, 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 the thing is, whenever social media allows you more exposure, it allows people to take more of your time and to basically quantify your experience. I realized this early on. I'm not a darling. I'm not a scene darling. Yeah. People don't naturally, like, people don't look at me for whatever reason and naturally want to give me opportunity. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah, whether it's, it's something about my personality, whatever, it's cool. I knew that if there's certain places that were the gatekeepers yeah. and I'm not cool with those people, I'd be waiting on somebody else's watch for me to explode. In order to do it. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I am going to do whatever I can. I, and I tell people this all the time on the podcast. I've committed to the character of I am going to do whatever a famous stand-up comedian would do to succeed. Whatever whatever someone who's trying to be that, I am doing. That's yeah. it. That's my Make it inter- till you make it. Yeah. And the, well, that's the internal locus of focus, right? That's, yeah. that's why I'm doing the TED Talk. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm seeing all these other patterns because I'm not one of the people who's going to be accepted mm. and ingratiated. I feel like you do these. Uh, I do. I feel like you do this podcast in order just to get affirmation for the things that you. Oh yeah. Want to do well. So one of the things the podcast. I looked at the podcast from a very structural capacity. Yeah. I said the YouTube is going to build me fans in me. The yeah. podcast is a networking tool for me and other people, and I've been able to talk with bigger people and everything sure. like that and connect. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't. No, 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 big, no, no, not oh. you. No, 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 just like, like, like bigger people. I know I ain't shit. No, no. Okay. Well, no, like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but like, so I, the reason why I record on my phone is because I want, if I'm ever around somebody, I meet them at an airport or whatever. I could be like, Hey, let's record a podcast. It's real quick like that. And my, everyone that usually is pretty amazed that I record on my phone. They're like, wow, I wasn't expecting it to just be off your phone. Well, you also have to take in the fact that you have, uh, you're in a box right now. Most majority of the episodes that you have done. Yep. Have been in your apartment, right? Yes. Okay, so you have a perfect place to actually do the podcast. It's really quiet. You don't hear your vents. No. Um, and your fucking walls are fucking thick as hell. Yeah. It's not Yeah, your walls in your apartment are thick as hell, so you can't hear all this extra loudness or whatever, feedback or whatnot, that's coming from certain homes. So, yeah. Um, and you have carpets. I've noticed people with carpets... Uh, you can actually hear people better. It's acoustics is weird. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So um, if I'm gonna kill somebody in my apartment, I am definitely gonna like not. No one's gonna hear you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So you can knock that out. That's what's up. Less noise. Well, like more than like. Okay, we're not gonna get too into this. Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. But um, that, that was that was that was an Mark the time and date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone comes up missing, yeah. bro, check his apartment. Check the beanie bag couch. <laughs> no, but yeah, and I looked at it, I look at it from a very just structural capacity. And, and you should. Um, it's a business. You are a business. Yeah. Uh, it took me a long time to figure that out to actually pay attention to that. Yeah, I am a business, and I am always marketing myself because who else is going to do it exactly you know just like what we said earlier you are your publicist until you get an actual publicist exactly okay you are your booker you are you are your agent before you until you actually get an agent um until someone actually sees all the work that you've been doing by your goddamn selves and, and want to be in on some of your uh, all the work that you've done exactly. hey i can do a, a such a better job yeah. if, if you pay me 10 percent of all the money that you're currently taken all by yourself but yeah. i can really catapult your career and take some of your money yeah um and but really help you out um and sometimes you you know you have to take that l 
a little bit in oh, order yeah. for you to you know push through, which is fine. I mean that's part of the that's part of the business. You have to. I I feel like I I also I want to help people while I go on to my career as I move on to my career. That's why we did ex, uh, extend BAPS with two more producers that I feel like have definitely benefited and added so much value to to my show and whatnot because I feel like I want to be around people that are better than me. Mm-hmm. In order for me to get better, I need to be surround myself with people that are better than me so I can learn from them and work from that, you know? Exactly. So, um, everything is a learning experience, even when you're out of school. I know you're currently in, uh, studying for yeah. your bar or whatnot, but, like, you should never stop learning. No. You should never stop learning. And once you stop learning, then, like, there's no reason to live. Like, why are you living? Just to be, just to be, just to be in the moment? I mean, not be in the moment, just to be there? Like, yes, be in the moment with certain things, but at the same time, learn something from it. Exactly. So. Well, whenever you learn things, the world speaks to you, right? Abs- it, it should speak to you. Exactly. You know? It should speak to you. Um... You know, we don't know what's we don't know what's gonna happen after this life. There who's to say there is another life too? But uh but why are you basing you know, why are you hoping for another life? Live this fucking life fool. Yep. You know? So the uh the fact that we exist, um, like I think it's like the they calculate the probability that anybody exists and it's like ten to the negative two million three hundred and seventy thousand power. Yeah. Which that number there's only ten to the eightieth um atoms mm-hmm. in the visible universe. Mm-hmm. Like and that's that's so inconceivably big that number. Are you into quantum No I'm just superficially to sound okay. smart. Okay. Uh, yeah, like not but like to me like that's such a we take it for granted because everybody we know has won the lottery, but we could have all been the sperm that didn't make it. Right? Like True. that that we, we did win the lottery, we but did. like it's not really a big it's not really a big deal. Yes, well, we did, but in like numbers numbers wise. Well, the the thing is I think it's just we normalize it. Like the yeah. thing is is like well, we I, I'm going to go back to the confidence go thing. Ahead. Is like so one of the things that I I work out a lot and I used to pull my confidence from my body or my looks and it was a very fragile form of existence. It was mm-hmm. very like I'm constantly measuring myself up to other people in the room, yeah. blah blah. But like now I just pull it from the fact that I exist. I literally like like whenever I'm trying to prove the val- that I have value, I just pull from the fact like hey, like dude, beat out sperm to be here. And mm-hmm. it it's really powerful. Like I can walk up to almost anybody because like fuck it, dude. I beat all the sperm to be here. Yeah. God damn it, I'm gonna make do whatever the fuck I can to to optimize this life. And you know I have value by virtue of existing. My, Absolutely. Th- the thing is, is like we are all. No matter who you are, your ancestors has been through some shit. So, like like some shit. Except for like regular white people. What? No, I'm just kidding. Like, no, except it, for like it, regular white. No, I'm just kidding. But like kidding. even like my dad actually saw. So I was like, I was like, wow, dad, why, 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 why is there so much pain and suffering in Africa? Like mm. you know, like what, what you know? And I, I think I came at it from a, like a God perspective. So Vinny said, son, you have to understand something. He said, 
if you're looking at humanity from its totality for the last mm-hmm. 200,000 years or whatever, yeah. it's been amazing in Africa for Absolutely. the majority of the time mm-hmm. and only recently been bad and it's been awful in Europe. Yeah. So like, he's like, he's like, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, like everything goes in cycles. It's a pendulum and it waves back and forth and this way. I mean, Europe was an awful place, constant warring, plague, disease, cold, can't leave, Neanderthals, barely any land to grow your shit like Mm -hmm. that's so you know it every everybody's lineage there's just so much pain and entropy and so like when when i graduated from college my dad told me son i just want you to keep this in mind that somebody stayed alive long across uh, stayed alive on that boat across the atlantic long enough for you to walk across that stage yeah and you think about that and it's like wow it takes you know it does take a moment like you do have to take that moment to actually like really put everything in perspective just like what you were saying about you being out of sperm as well as like to think that our ancestors did suffer in order for you to be able to vote in order for you to be able to go to the restroom in order for like the most you know uh, just the simplest things yes uh we didn't have those those rights um, and uh, sometimes we do forget about that, and we do take advantage of that because of all of, of all this shit technology and everything that's that's going on right now. Um, yeah, the there are millions of people that are homeless, mm-hmm. like millions of people that are homeless and are just waiting for their next meal, f- trying to find their next meal, and and <laughs> I'm listening to uh, thinking about Dave Chappelle's joke he's like yeah nigga but i'm still gonna <laughs> i'm still hungry i'm still yeah, gonna have yeah, lunch yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. africa but like yeah you do have to pay attention to that yeah i um i don't know i, I try to i get emails from uh this from the universe uh this that that tells me notes like and just reminds me like yeah, things are, you know, you're doing well, but you also have to remember, like, you're amazing and, and like, this, you have one life to live and just a lot of inspirational Instagram quotes and stuff like that. But I think you need that, you need that reminder because you you can get lost with all of this that's going on yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Yes, you, you still want to make sure you're determined and, 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 you know, you're driven and whatnot, but, you know, you also have to sit... And understand like where you've got where you've been, you yep. know where this world, uh, America has been, like or wherever you're from, you know, like it's it's baffling, man. Well, one of the things I I, I like that you brought up um, social media and this, and I think it's uh, very you need to consciously brainwash yourself. Everyone acts like you're 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 not. We're we're totally in this time of 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 uh, tons of information, able to brainwash ourselves with whatever message we need. I walk and listen to audiobooks. I listen to Brian Tracy. I listen to Tony Robbins, yeah. and and it clears my mind, yeah. right? And it orients me towards success. Yeah. And I have that by virtue of social media. But also, social media can be some of the most negative things that oh, that you can read ever. It can be very tiring, exhausting, brainwashing. It it can, it. Sometimes I do need to. I'm I'm definitely addicted to it. That's yeah. that's for sure. But I definitely do need to step away and uh, live my life outside of the monitor, outside of the screen, because I feel like that also. Uh, I think that's taken a, its toll for people as well. I I think event eventually years now because internet internet was like ten twenty. 
20 years. Yeah, 20 years old. Or, or what, maybe not 30 years. Yeah, um, but I know they're starting to do studies about, like, the effects of your brain. I know they, because they, they started doing it with the TV uh, with kids not too long ago um, and how it takes a toll. But, like, social media, Facebook, and just just the mounds of time that you spend, you know, on there, um, you develop a different life. Like, people have another life on social media than actual real life. Yep. You know? And I think that that's that's kind of scary. That's yeah. a, that is scary. Um it, it's the pseudo identity. I remember sure. whenever um Facebook first started coming out and I was upset anytime a friend would call me on my birthday because that meant they wouldn't leave a wall post. Mm. And what wall post signified was how quantifiably important I was. Yeah. And um, I remember thinking there was this girl in one of my classes and I had a huge crush on her. She had like 1,800 friends. I was like, oh, she'll never like me. Mm. I only have this many. And mm. what it what it does is it creates this hierarchical kind of system mm-hmm. within itself. And like, you know, the thing is, and I, I repeat this as on the podcast a lot, is life is a game, mm. right? And you choose what games you want to play. But if you even start playing the social media game a little bit, all of a sudden you put yourself in this hierarchy of things like you you compare comparative format on instagram like who's getting more likes on this what does does that mean about my popularity and the thing is this goes back to what we were talking about before the podcast yeah is constantly trying to see what something means yes in relation to you what it did not tell what it, not what it tells you about the thing that you're doing but what it means about yourself mm. is unconfident yeah because the thing is is like i i tell guys this way whenever a girl's not rejecting you 85 percent of the time mm-hmm. she's rejecting your game yeah. And she's rejecting what are what is your game? I'll break it down. Your tone of voice, your uh, the way you walked, your body position, how you stood, how you touched her, um eye contact. Then you, your fashion game, your yeah. hygiene game. Yeah. Oh, like dude, like dude, there are girls who reject you cuz you have dirty fucking fingernails. Like that yeah. the, the thing is is but no one wants to look at their game. They want to take it Personally, personally and say, and say yeah. you're rejecting me as a person or you're rejecting what whenever i'm doing bad a game and like i've been i've been not doing well with girls lately and so everything's been going back to race like oh man it's the racing but like dude i was crushing it a couple like a year year and some change ago like it's just my game is off and i'm not wanting to own that i want to basically create a reality that protects my ego and say that i implicitly in that function saying that i am perfect mm-hmm. and the thing is is you're not and number two is not everybody's supposed to like you. And th- yeah. this is the thing about social media is is people see things about your life that some people shouldn't even see. Fucking they, see. No, no, they shouldn't. No. There's some, there, there's some thoughts that – like I posted today on Facebook kind of trying to be polemic. I, I posted okay. that um, – I posted that, um, yo, uh, I don't listen to words – I don't listen to songs with words because my thoughts are better than songwriters' lyrics. Mm. Okay. And like you know, there are probably some musicians I have as friends. Yeah. They're probably like, dude, pissed. Fuck Will. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know how hard it is to write this. Right. But like, you know what? At the same time, it wasn't even meant for them. Yeah. But they're gonna take it personal. They're gonna take it. Yeah. They're gonna take. I. You always find a way to make it about you. Yep. You know, regardless of what it is. Uh. We, you, we could be talking about anything, and then I'll find a way. Like, did he just make a jab about me? You yeah, know? yeah, the bigger thing. I was talking yeah. about myself, and then you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't know what, what does that, what does that stem from? Like, why do we, when you, when you were talking about uh, 
being close to perfection? Why do, why is that in our head? Why is that in our head? Why do we want to be perfect? What, what's? Because we're taught at a young age that the absence of mistake is better. Like the thing is Mm. like even our entire education system, right? It's not things done well, right? Mm. We don't create projects. We don't make mistakes. Mistakes. And in order for something to be perfect or flawless, perfect and flawless are synonymous, Mm -hmm. is it's without mistake. Mm. And I think that any mistake attacks our value. And we're in a very metric-obsessed society. So any any discreditment towards us, the blemish towards our report card we have for ourselves. Mm. It... You know, you know, when we were talking about body dysmorphia and just actually realizing that, you know, the state that you're actually in versus the state that you were. Uh, like, it took, it definitely took me a long time to, to realize that mistakes, like, mistakes are meant to happen. Like, you're yep. supposed to, you're supposed to fail, mm-hmm. you know? Uh if you don't fail, then how would you? How do you know you're doing it right? You know what I mean, yep. like or or what what right is for you? Whatever right is for you, um, yeah. It's it's the yeah. It's it's crazy. I um yeah. I've learned how to, I've learned to accept to bomb, to fail, and and whatever avenue venue it is, and and be okay with it. Not really okay with it, but like. It, oh, oh it's know. necessary. Yeah, it's it, necessary to, to accept it. Yeah. But here, here's even the bigger thing: is I don't even think you're you're anywhere close to your dreams unless you are failing. Like I have a YouTube video that I posted that the truth about success that nobody tells you is you if you're if you're pursuing your dream, you're not supposed to know what you're doing. Yeah. Because it, it's it, it, you're supposed to be in a place where you can barely see what's in front of you, and you mm-hmm. have a direction, you have an end goal, and you know generally where to move, but you it's, it's not gonna be clear. Yeah. Like like even with the social media thing and. Yeah. Getting up, I don't know how it's gonna fit in the grander picture. I just know I have to do it. Yeah. You're right, and I'm like, yeah. like I'm writing on Quora all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm posting on these websites. I'm yeah. trying to get these meetings, whatever I can. Yeah. Like on Twitter, right? Twitter is the hardest medium to grow. It is the hardest. It, it it's yeah. It, I um yeah. I I but I committed to it. I was like, I'm gonna get good at Twitter. Yeah. And so what I did was I went through these machinations, and I was like, I'm following tons of people and yeah. then unfollowing them but then i was like yo this is inefficient because mostly people don't care nope. so then i what i did was i looked for people who have similar thing to me right mm-hmm. and then uh like content yeah. then i'd follow the i go through their followers and i'd follow those people but then i was like this is this is still not efficient because some of these people are inactive yeah. so what i did was i started following the people who had last retweeted and liked jokes that were similar to mine mm-hmm. now i have a stupid active twitter i have like 1500 yeah. followers and I have a great following ratio yeah. but the thing was it took me like mani- maniacally like how how how, how am I gonna? gonna figure this out? And I it was nothing. And what I was telling I was talking to Max Friedman yesterday, right? And he he was saying like, Will, like you seem so certain when you talk about things. He's like, you 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 say things as if they're fact, and you know them to be true. And I was like, no, I act as if they're facts, and then find out what is what? true. Mm. And that is everyone's trying to be on the court side, knowing what it's trying to figure out what it's like to be LeBron James. You can't, you can't, yeah. you cannot. You gotta just play, and that's it. Like the the thing is, you you get 
like I used to think that's why I did the 367. I was like, oh, if I perform every night, I'm gonna get super good. 180 during 180, I realized that's probably not a good idea, but I committed to it anyway, and I realized all these other things and variables. But I wouldn't have known that unless Until I until you actually explored that route. Exactly. Well, that's why people don't fucking. I I, I need people when um when people I, I read some Facebook post and um, a performer she does storytelling. She asked what's a good comedy class to go to, to do. And someone posted, just go out to Mike's. Like, you won't find out until you actually do it yourself. Everybody's path is fucking different. There is no right answer Mm -mm. to any of this shit. Life doesn't have an exact answer to this shit. And if it does, it doesn't mean anything. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. That's why. That, that's why historically you have people who are fucking, fucking uh, activists and fucking assholes at the same time. You know what I mean? Like that shit is ridiculous. There, there are tons of ways to get by and be successful in whatever successful means to you. You know, I, yeah. It's just weird. It's like, (laughs) it, it, and I also think it's a bunch of contradictions too. Like when you're talking about actors. Do you edit any of this shit? No. Or you just let it run? Let it run. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Raw dog that shit. I'm editing my first episode. Okay. uh, Like, but that's just because someone had said something that they were very uncomfortable with. Uh... Yeah. But, um, and I actually have a story about like that, that episode, I might edit something at the beginning because I shared a story. That I'm you like, were uncomfortable with. Yeah, I was like, that 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 beep is eventually. Okay, yeah, that's cool. but no, I I I agree. Like, so one of the things I tell people is, do you when you go to McDonald's, everyone wants certainty, right? Yes. But do you value getting a milkshake from McDonald's? Uh, I I like milk milkshakes. But so does yeah. it mean does it mean something to you? Um, no. No. Because it's you know that you can get it. Yeah. But if you were from Bahrain, right, or yeah. you or not Bahrain, like if you if you were in in Serbia in some village mm-hmm. thing, and like you had done all this work to get here, and just you, to get a milk, and yeah. you you get to America and you get a milkshake, yeah, that's gonna mean something to you. Yeah. It's gonna. The thing is, the more uncertain something is, mm. the more it means something. That's why I think billionaires are actually sad because almost their entire realm of reality is certain. Oh, of course. Games aren't fun when you can't miss a shot. <laughs> like you know, like that. Like, can you imagine you play 2K and you just hit every shot? It's not fun. That's why you need to be able to miss for it to mean something. Hmm. Make, the, make that a, a fucking t-shirt right there. I mean, you need to be able to miss to make something? I, 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 I might. That is a shirt. Thank That's you. a shirt right there. You do. And, like, one of the things I tell, I'm going to say on the TED Talk is sacrifice makes things mean something to you it's not that you sacrifice for something is that without the sacrifice it would mean nothing it wouldn't because you would have yeah because because you could have it anyway exactly i uh yeah i uh i am going through that that point that plateau where i will start to make some more sacrifices because i've already made sacrifices we talked about it like our relationships are fucking going to shit and like um stuff like that but um trying to make this point i'm trying to make this uh this part of my life where um i have to decide whether or not my money right now that i've been uh you know accumulating uh consistently for the last five years 
uh, I have to make that sacrifice of moving on, transitioning, and possibly making way less than what I've ever made ever in my life in order for me to move on to another step of this career that I call comedy, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and I'm going to do it. Like, my mom... You know, your parents want you... Your parents want you to be better off than them, you know? Yeah. So that's why, you know, they... They wouldn't... They wouldn't suggest you doing such risk, uh, risky, uh, you know, career like this. So, you know, they want you to be well off. They want you to have a job and, and work there for years on, you know, whatever, cause it's stable, like it's consistent and it's safe, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so when I, I proposed this to my mother, I'm going, I'm, I'm getting a part-time job. I'm moving on to get a part-time job and I'm leaving my full-time job in order for me to 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 think to be able to think to write to uh audition when i need to and my mom thinks i'm crazy mm -hmm. you know and i understand but at the same time i am crazy i think in order for you to go after your dream you have to be crazy yep. you have to go after it because it, i don't want to be i i don't want to be a regular joe schmo living my life saying what if and regret regret anything that I wanted to do. You know exactly. what I mean? So that is where I'm at right now. So no, I understand that crossroads. My, my, my parents uh, think I, I'm a little bit crazy for it. I, what I, I am, whenever I go to New York, I'm going to probably work in, in sales. Yeah. And then like slowly what I'm just going to do is leverage over. And then whenever it becomes an economical decision, comedy full time. But yeah. I, I just want to build this portfolio. For sure. Until then, and what, but this is the thing. And this is the crazy thing about the time we're growing up in is, is that in the future, most of the jobs that exist right now won't exist. Oh, absolutely. Uh, dude, and it, people, like, I scared this girl in the Uber yesterday talking to the Uber driver because I'm like, yeah, man, all these jobs are going away. The automation is destroying everything. Like, it's the truth. It, it, and it, the it, fact that she doesn't know that is it's mind-blowing cognitive like, dissonance oh absolutely you cannot it, th this is the thing is the structure doesn't work the same as it did for your parents nope. and you can't have one purpose for your life and you know what as Karl Marx said I aim not to be a fisherman a butcher a hunter I aim to be a man who fishes one who hunts but still remains who I am mm. and then that's we're not jobs are a social construct, construct. You don't have one purpose. Mm -hmm. You have many. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Everyone's looking for this uh, this grand narrative of who they're supposed to be. This big ass sign that yeah. says who the fuck they are. Yeah. No, it doesn't it doesn't work no. like that. You're not born to be any I wasn't even born to be a comic. One no. thing I, I was born to communicate. I think that I, I think I have a lot of skills that naturally and rhythms that I understand, but I would say like genetically, like yeah, like Something in communicating was yeah. always in the cards for me. Yeah. And stand-up was where I chose to apply myself and got the most positive reception. But I want to be a novelist. I want to be a screenwriter. I want to be all these things. Communication of ideas. And yeah. I think you need to look at yourself in a more nebulous sense and cultivating that skill. Like, a lot of people, this is what, what gets me crazy, right? Is a lot of people like, oh, I want this, like, big dream and everything like that. It's like, what skills do you have, bro? Mm. Like, what skill do you have? What skill do you have that someone's going to want to give you that? Because right, right now, your plan is just a bunch of, like, trying to basically deceive people into thinking you have a skill like even if you want to be an entrepreneur what skill do you have to start a company or what are you are you a badass at sales do you know how to code do you know how to market do you know how to content market do you know how to contact market like what what do you offer 
And most people are like, I don't offer anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I, dude, right now, like, I know after I finish my TED Talk, all this stuff, if I walk in to, for a sales job, that I could be like, dude, I communicate. I bomb tons of times. I can reach people. I've lived all over the world. I can connect with almost anybody. I, most of my life is convincing people that my ideas are palatable. Yeah. Like, and I know that, and I'm not backing down from that. No one can tell me, like, your lack of experience in this capacity or whatever. Like, what, what separates you with this guy who has 20 years of experience is, dude, that I'm young, hungry, and have energy towards yeah. it and even that even energy like people don't realize this energy and intensity are some of the biggest commodities out there if you what what you may, lack in skill mm-hmm. make up for in alacrity right mm-hmm. like that like that thing where dude i'm gonna tell you right now like so i there are people in the scene who were like will they come up to me they're like will i never thought you'd be funny but you're funny now holy shit and that Blew my mind. Number yeah. one, because I thought I was funny one day. Because <laughs> you thought you always I, I, thought you were funny. I, but like, the yeah. thing is, is now, that yeah. it's it, now that delusional narrative is becoming a reality, mm-hmm. right? But I know that like through all of this thing is like I can just shut off shame and yeah. I can succeed. Yeah. And I think that's what most people is. They have this weird self-image thing, and this goes back to social media. They have this idea, this image of who they're trying to be. They're trying to look like a model, like. Oh, they can't see me on the thing, but you know, like whenever yeah, like, he's making a really dumb face. Right? But that model face, yeah. that model. Do do models ever look like they're having fun? No, no. And everybody at the club is trying to look so fucking cool. Cool, yeah. You, oh yeah, like oh, you know, blase. Like, I yeah, I uh, I dabbled in modeling like real quick. I can see that. Uh, Adrian's very pretty. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, that's uh, uh, yeah. I I'm talking about real quick. I um, but I got knocked down. Very fast, very hard. Uh, I, you know, I got recruited to Ford Modeling, and then I did America's Next Top Model a couple times, and they were just like, "You're too fat," mm. and that was just like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool." That that pretty much, and I was like, I was sixteen, seventeen, um, but uh, but yeah, that really that really hurt my feelings, and I was just like, "Fuck that shit," you're not about to tell me. I can't model. So I took a, I took a, you know, I put it on the back burner and now I'm just, I'm modeling more now and I'm, I'm happy with the fact how I look. I'm not really happy how I look, but I'm okay. I'm, um, I'm, I'm accepting the way I look, but at the same time, like, yeah, I was that person that really compared everybody to me and like, why, you know, looking at all the little, her little, her body, her frame, her shape and all this stuff and just, uh, r- r- really, just sh- self-deprecating and just like shitting on on myself, because uh, I I feel like I'm supposed to compare myself to them and and uh, really downgrading my uh, my worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I didn't uh, I really didn't understand and pay attention that everyone has worth everyone has value and everyone's different and not different at the same time like mm-hmm. everyone's the same as far as uh you know we all we we're all a being we're all a person we all have feelings we all have emotion and stuff like that but yes everyone's different in their own way everyone has their own story everyone has their own path and it took me forever just to to realize that um but yeah I, I was though I yeah I was uh one of those persons people that um 
I used to look at other people and be like, oh my god, I wanted to be cool just like you. And then I realized that shit ain't cool. Mm-mm. That shit ain't... Cool doesn't exist. Cool doesn't exist. No. It doesn't. It's, yeah, it's, it's I'm, weird. I'm working on a bit about how, um, like, I, like, read a lot of self-help books. I'm, mm-hmm. like, like, really, like, I work out, I eat healthy, and, you know, I'm really confident, but an ill-placed pimple shatters my identity. Mm. And, like, there, I, I think there's something there, like, the, the whole premise of the bit is, is courage is indestructible. Confidence mm. is fragile. Like, I'd yeah. die for my sisters, yeah. but if someone was like, I'm going to put boils on your face for the rest of your life, I'd watch them die. Yeah. And, like, that... <laughs> That I like, like that. yeah, you like that, but mm-hmm. it's 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 true. It's like this this weird thing about confidence. Something you have to live with. Yes, it's every day. Every and, day. And like the thing is, and I've talked about this before. I think on on my YouTube, not here, but it's like confidence isn't static. Mm. People act like you achieve confidence, Bruh, Like I've had moments where I have walked up to a girl and like within instant saw that we could make out. We started making out all this crazy stuff, right? Like super hot chicks done triple yeah. makeouts, Austin. And within fifteen minutes later, fifteen minutes later, I am standing around in the middle of the club, like man, like I feel so fucking like yeah, the, yeah. That, that's because yeah. it's we're human and mm. it's it's variable and confidence, but like confidence has to do with self trust. And I think when you're posting on social media, like, a long, the reason it took me so long to start my YouTube is because I've always been insecure about how I look. Yeah. And, um, but eventually I just got over it and put up, up videos. And then I think my sixth video, someone wrote, um, ugly fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I said, <laughs> yeah. And I wrote, thanks, winky face. Yeah. And, uh, and I honestly would have kept the comment there, but then I clicked and looked at this thing and he's like a neo-Nazi. Oh. And he was like, subscribed to like David Duke and all this other stuff. So I was like, all right, yeah, yeah I'm not going to promote your Aryan agenda yeah. on my thing. Because clearly he has an agenda. But one of the things I realized in that is like, like my nickname also used to be ugly. Like, so like, but that word had kind of like lost a lot of power on me. Cause like whenever I get rejected, um, I... And I take it really seriously. Like, um, the last time this happened, I hit on this girl at Subway, and she's like, can you just walk away, please? Yeah. And I, I like, walked away, and I was like, you know, what, doesn't she know who I am? Right. Like, blah, blah. And then, uh, and then, like, the voice in my head was like, but, hey, brat, you are ugly, you ugly fuck. And I started, <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing, right? And I started laughing super hard, and it discharged it, because I think part of the problem, mm. and the reason why I want to call the TED Talk, uh, uh, someone's going to laugh when you me. die, mm. is because... I've seen people joke about Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Malcolm yeah. X. All right, all these men, amazing legacies. All these men have done wonderful things for the world. The world is better because of it, right? Yeah. We all should strive to be more like them. Yet I've seen people dying laughing at these jokes. And that was what showed me nobody is above being humiliated. Nope. Even your legacy, people live for their legacy and people will still make fun of you. This is still shit on you. Still shit on you. So, so stop living for your legacy and live for yourself. Mm. That, 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 the, your legacy doesn't exist, and you can't even possess your legacy. You, it, it, it's yeah. A, I, I feel like on this journey of like of this comedy career, I started living for, living for myself instead of living for my mom. Like my mom, mm. my mom, and for my family, they wanted me to go to you know go to school, get a degree, and my mom wanted me to go and get my master's and eventually find my husband and have kids. Uh, I am the, I'm a first generation graduate. I am the oldest, uh, I'm the only person in my family that is 29 and uh, does not have any kids. Like, by my mother's age, I mean, by this age, my mother would have had all her kids. All of my aunts would have had all their kids. My, I, There's nobody in my age bracket in my family 
uh, that I can relate to mm-hmm. at all. So I am, I'm by myself. But at yeah. the same time, my younger generation, they are following, you know, Your my footsteps. Yeah. A- absolutely. They, you know, they're, they're doing amazing things and stuff like that. But, you know, and I, that's partly because they aren't consumed with all these, you know, all these notions of like these idea of what you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just living their fucking lives yeah. like they want to live their life. And, you know, uh, being the oldest, I'm the oldest as well. I felt like I needed to be a model for my brothers, you know, for my younger siblings and shit like that. But I'm, I am a model by fucking being myself mm-hmm. and living for me, like, and not worrying about these fuck faces that are, that have shit to, to say because everyone has something to say exactly. that doesn't that doesn't mean you have to take it in no you know so yeah everyone has an opinion everyone has you know an ass too asshole everyone shits everyone breathes it whatever yeah that doesn't mean you have to put forth worth to it like fuck that shit i don't have to assign weight or yeah value. not at all so yeah i think you talked about something and, and we'll, we'll wrap it up yeah here. for sure but, like this is is you said suppose. Yeah. And I think suppose is one of the hmm. words that causes so much pain and entropy. I because it, it, implicit, it states that there's a purpose and there's something to live up to. Hmm. But if you, if you reach where you're supposed to go, you're going to just get this, this empty feeling of, I thought it would be different. Yeah. And if you underachieve it, I was never good enough. Yeah. And rather, just commit to who Fully you committed. are. Yes. Commit, like, 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 literally just distill out all the, the voices and be like, yo, what is someone, like, I, I'm part of a group with Brendan Lemon, right? Mm-hmm. Check out his YouTube channel, uh, the, So the, Mad, uh, the Madness Continues. Um, he, he's, and I are in a group called uh, Famous in a Year. And basically, we're making a whole bunch of decisions that are trying to make us famous in a year. Because w- the only thing that's separating us from doing that is us. Like, there, there is a reality that's of, it. and we're not exploring options. Your identity creates blind spots. Yeah. And the same thing, people do that with social media. I know so many comics in the scene who don't invest in social media because they suck at it and they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And when it just They're doesn't not take doing it right. Yeah. Then you, you learn the games around you. Social media is one of the most important games of the future, whether you like it or not. Right? It's beautiful because I'm reaching you right now. But it's at the same time scary because it can destroy everything you have. Sure. So you can either employ it or you can be made slave to it. Mm. But it is defeating credentialism. There's a guy who's doing this TED Talk with me. And he, he's been on the morning show eight times. He has best-selling book, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't get work as a physical um, trainer yeah. and um, on the higher level things because he doesn't have 300,000 followers. Mm. And then he says a lot of the people who have 300,000 followers don't have half the credentials he has. Don't have half the education, the masters, any yeah. of that. But that's what matters more. Mm-hmm. So we can't, we gotta, whether or not you like the game, we're in the game and we gotta change it. And you it. have to fucking, you can change the game. But you have to play it. But you have to play it in order to break those rules. Exactly. Yeah. You can't yell for the dragon to change outside. You gotta poison it. In order, yeah. They, then, so yeah. Anyway, Adrian, you wanna plug any more of your social media? Hell yeah. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Adrian Denise. That's with two N's with both names, uh, Adrian Denise. And then um, on Facebook, Adrian Bradyberg. I. My website um, for my podcast is dude, that's not what I meant, dot com. And then I also produce um, a monthly show with three other ladies, and we showcase women of color, and it's called BAPS Comedy Showcase. BAPS! And th- this has been a wrap. Thank you, Adrian, for coming out. Thank hey, you. gotta ask you, how do you like the tea? It's good. It's yeah. good, yeah. yeah. It, it, I fucks with the tea. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, guys, if you get a chance, uh, positively does not want to, me to 
be their sponsor or whatever, but it's cool. I still love their stuff. Positively Tea, um, you can get on Amazon, get their green tea. It feels amazing. Don't promote their shit if they don't want you oh, to be I'm gonna, fucking Well, no, 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 they haven't got back oh, to me. Oh, not yet. Yeah, okay, no, well, no, 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 they haven't got shit. back to me. Oh. It's just like, I really love this tea and it makes me feel really good. And everyone who has drank it, like, you'll, like, this is the bottom. Like, you're, you're going to be going up for like the next few hours. Do you, yeah. Have you tried Kratom? Uh, yeah, actually, I have it over there. It's, oh, okay. It is better. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then um, and then yerba mate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mix those two teas together, mix them, get them on Amazon, and tell me what you think below. Godspeed and good night.